Al Capone came under the influence of Frankie Yale. I think he was about six years older than him, seven years older, like that. But already he was enveloping into, uh, you know, a boss. Frankie Yale asked him to look in the mirror and concentrate and try, try to perfect a dangerous look. You don't even have to open your mouth. You can just look at the guy like this. The look is going to tell the guy, either you do what I tell you or, or I'm going to kill you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside Al Capone. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert, and today we'll be looking at the life of Al Capone during his Chicago reign. Let's get started. As I said earlier, we'll be looking deeper into Al Capone's role over the Chicago city, rule over the Chicago city. After Torrio's resignment, the previous leader of the gang, Capone took over as leader. Capone ran Chicago through gambling, prostitution, and bootleg ra- bootlegging rackets while expanding his territory and taking down rival gangs. After murdering a rival gang member, who went by the name of Miss Swiggin in 1926, Capone and his gunmen went into hiding. At around 1927, when he was estimated to be worth around $100 million from his gang activities, one of the most notoriously known killings on February of 1929 was the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which was the cause of none other than Al Capone. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre was a shooting of seven members of a rival gang by the name of Bugs Moran Gang. Although Al Capone was in a vacation house near the time of the shooting, Capone was was the one that ordered the shooting. This story made headlines across the country, and all were to blame the notoriously known Al Capone. Next time, and I said Al Capone.
Tune in to hear about the life of Al Capone after his reign of terror. I'm your host, Stephen Lambert, and this has been Inside Al Capone.